sabotage. It's the BC boys. Is it President Trump's uh, effort to deal with Obamacare, uh, the American uh, Health Care Act, Affordable Care Act, uh, uh, under assault from the White House, even if Congress can't seem to find a way to put it out of business? Max Neeson joins us right now from Bloomberg News, Bloomberg Gadfly, health care columnist. And Max, uh, first let's talk about what the president did yesterday. What, what's the practical effect of what he did yesterday? Uh, so this is kind of a two-part you know, a, a two-step attempt to dismantle Obamacare. Uh, the first was an executive order he signed yesterday that uh, would effectively make it easier through through a couple of different mechanisms to buy cheaper and less generous insurance. So that is the potential to um, siphon off healthier people, make the risk pool worse in the exchanges and drive up premiums. And then this morning he ended uh, government payments to insurers that, that helped them uh, assist lower-income people with the uh, the out-of-pocket portion of their healthcare expenses. So that's going to be pretty costly to insurers, and again, have uh, have the effect of increasing premiums. So, isn't that exactly what he said he doesn't want to do? I mean, I mean, you know, he, he said he wants to lower insurance costs for people. Uh, if, if their costs go up, doesn't <laughs> it's the opposite? I'm I'm not good at math. We're knowing up from down, but up's the opposite of down. Yeah, I, I I think the the stated goal of any sort of healthcare policy is going to make uh, you know end up with with better care at at a lower cost. And indeed, I think the president has uh, uh, posited that that's what would result from his his order yesterday. Uh, but the issue is that uh, this is you know all kind of focused on the individual market, and the policy that is suggesting effectively are going to divide the market. Uh, the whole point of of insurance as a scheme is to create as large of a group of people as possible to spread out the risks so, so it's less costly to, to provide care for any individual person. Uh, this kind of goes directly counter to that, and uh, yeah, it's, it's not going to be any cheaper. There have been other efforts sort of uh, under the radar, too, that have slowed uh, or, or put a crimp into the Affordable Health Care Act, uh, not least of which um, uh, the president cutting spending and advertising and promotion for enrollment. Uh, that had been about $100 million of the, is spent in advertising. They cut that to $10 million, and they're cutting funding to groups that are helping people enroll in, uh, in uh, uh, health care as well. Yeah, so that, that all compounds the problem. When you have lower enrollment, the people that are going to be most motivated to sign up for insurance are going to be the people that need it the most. So seeing these things coming um, and also seeing the potential for uh, the cost-sharing uh, reduction payments to be to be continued. Insurers have been kind of raising their premiums in advance of that. Uh, that's going to have the effect of potentially driving more people out of the market, um, especially just a, a small subset of people that don't qualify for subsidies that, that help them afford higher premiums. So those people are going to be hit the hardest. And uh, there, there's really no recourse for them other than to potentially either kind of you know, pay a really, really enormous premium or, or just go uninsured. So, and that uh, tends to be an um, older and middle class uh, group of people, which uh, is, is a chunk of the, the president's base. So that'll be complicated also. What, so if, if, if prices are going to go up for a lot of people, a lot more people will be uninsured. Uh, the insurance companies probably don't like this much because, you know, they're, they're going to get stuck with uh, some plans that they don't really love uh, providing for. Who's the winner in this? Uh, you know, it, it has the rare effect of potentially being a, a, a no-win situation. Uh, the, the president clearly, I, I imagine, has some sort of 
um, goal in mind, whether he thinks that these moves will pressure Democrats to come to the table or make concessions, or um, in the longer run, if he destabilizes markets, potentially hoping that this will kind of provide the push uh, to make another go at, at repealing and replacing the law by Congress. Uh, but you know what, what's going to happen in the meantime is uh, it's, like, it's like the it's like the old Robert Moses theory of how you build a neighborhood. You start with a bulldozer. Exactly. So that that I guess is the the philosophy that the president is espousing right now. But you know, there there are consequences to that, which is the fact that you know he and the Republican Party likely now own any destabilization of the market. Um, you know, they they took these very um, kind of forward actions and uh, can't really you know point the finger and say you know this was a bad law in the first place when they've been act you know really actively and obviously uh, acting to destabilize it um so what's next i mean uh, you know the, the the president has sort of had these opportunities on the table before but has pursued other things uh, uh to try to get uh, uh health care reform undone are there other things that are sort of sitting there on the shelf for him to go after you know he, he's done just about everything he can and in particularly disruptive fashion you know to follow up the executive order yesterday with the kind of unexpected announcement to to stop these subsidies and also to drop them at a time when uh, it's too late for many insurers to increase their premiums so they're stuck with what they have uh, that might potentially prompt people to leave the market um there are, you know only more minor things that are left you could try you get a do release a more detailed or more extensive executive order, other executive actions. He could uh, prompt the IRS or other agencies to be sort of lax in enforcing the individual mandate, uh, which it would again have the effect of, of reducing enrollment. Um, you know, there are a few things, but, but he's, he's already doing plenty. Um, as, as we look at this, the effect on the insurers, which companies are most affected by this, uh, public traded companies? Uh, so I would point to Molina, uh, Centene, WellCare, and, and Anthem, uh, in addition to some of the hospital groups. Uh, the insurers I listed, those are uh, big, pretty big public insurers that have a, a fairly solid amount of exposure to the Affordable Care Act. They're, they're still in a lot of states. In the case of Centene, um, it's actually aggressively expanded. And, um, you know, even a company like Anthem that's made an effort to prune back its, its participation to some states where it was doing better, um, you know, if it's facing suddenly a, a worse risk pool, uh, it, it might uh, come to regret having having stayed at all. And then hospitals, um, when you have a, a larger amount of uninsured people, uh, you, they face um, the potential of uncompensated care that they're on the hook for. Or just, um, you know, if that executive order ends up with prompting people to purchase skinnier insurance, they might forego care. Uh, and, and that's another negative for hospitals potentially. So, so that's uh, Tenet and, and others of that ilk. And you mentioned Molina. So Molina out with a statement today saying that they 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 uh, are evaluating whether to participate in all the insurance markets they're in right now. They are in, I guess, every state in the country offering some form of, of this care, but uh, maybe getting out of that business altogether. Yeah. So that that's really the concern. I think there was some uh, reporting from from BNA that uh, insurers in 34 states can end their contracts now that these subsidies have been pulled. And, and that's sort of the disaster scenario. Um, you know, if you don't have an insurer on the exchange, then the people can't get access to the subsidies that most people that use the Affordable Care Act exchanges actually use to afford their care. So they're left pretty much without an option, um, which is, I think, something that uh, 
uh, you know, very few people won. It'll really cause some some harm. Uh, so we'll see what already. happens. It it yeah. uh, it's not clear what Molina or these other insurers going to do yet, but there is some potential for some new exits. And at this point, with the market worsening, it might be hard to to fill those gaps. Uh, that's fairly amazing. I mean, uh, all these people who have health insurance through this program will end up losing it just by virtue of that. Yeah, I mean, you know, if 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 there's no one on the market, you you don't get insurance. States have been pretty successful in in kind of finding bridge options and convincing people to step in. I think, you know, Anthem left Virginia, they pulled them back, but it's definitely much less appealing to do so uh, now that those uh, payments are gone. Max Neeson writes for Bloomberg Gadfly. You can find him at Bloomberg.com. Uh, terrific pieces uh, covering the healthcare business for us. We're glad to have you on. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets, Bloomberg Radio. This is Bloomberg.